Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly, telling you why I'm busy and maybe talk about all things Drizzy. So sit back and grab a plate into Kimbo's Slice of Life. This podcast is brought to you by Reach Your Potential Nutrition. RYP Nutrition is an active duty military owned company that specializes in providing you with sports nutrition supplements to help you get the most out of your workouts. They currently have a pre-workout and hydration formula that gives you the boost and the electrolytes you need to push through any workout. They also have a low calorie protein powder that has 22 grams of protein and only 110 calories. Perfect as a post-workout drink. With every purchase you make through RYP, 10% of that profit goes to helping fallen military members or their families. Use code Kimbo for 50% right now at ryp nutrition.com. Hey, what's up, guys? We are here with another episode of Kimbo Slice of Life with Renee from West Haven Management. Renee, what is up? I'm excited to be here. <laughs> actually, me and Renee, I've known you since like three three years now. We actually met like three years ago. Three years ago. <laughs> That's like, literally, it's so crazy. Like, And then we ha- literally have not seen each other in like two. Hey, hustling, working. <laughs> right. Um, Renee is a model. Tell us, how did you get started in the modeling industry? What started me in the modeling industry, I would say, was my parents. My dad pushed me more because he was just like, you have a face to be a model. You know, parents are. Parents are always going to push you to do something you're not comfortable with. And I wasn't comfortable with modeling at first. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it, whatever. So I went to Butler Modeling School, which I thank them for building my confidence, building my model career. And it's history from there. I am who I am because of them. Like I was, you wouldn't know me then than how I am now. It's, it's changed. It's completely different. I think the me before would have an anxiety attack that I'm even doing things like this now. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what has been uh, your favorite shoot or runway show that you've done? Um, I would say I'm going to bring up the Bella modeling one only because that was my first runway show. And in my brain, I was just like, I'm really about to go out there and walk and then show my talent. Like, this is it. This is it for me. So uh, in my brain, I was like, don't jack this up. I'm so hard on myself. Like, it's like the athletic competitor in me to be like, you got this. Don't mess up. Like, I'm so hard on myself. And I went out there and I feel like I killed it. But looking back, I'm like, my, my walk was so bad. <laughs> It's, so bad. it's better now, but it's like then I'm like, here I am trying to copy Naomi Campbell, which is the best. And I'm like butchering her walk entirely. But looking back, I'm just like, hey, it was fun. It was at the end of the day, you just got to have fun with it. Same thing for me. Like, it's my first, that was my first, well, first and only because, you know, I'm not, I'm not a high fashion tall model. Enough. So I'm not tall enough. But yeah, first and only running. And I was just like, what am I doing? Right. And I've done like multiple runway shows after that. And I did one with uh, West Haven. And they always say, like, my walk is very in between Naomi Campbell, Tyra Banks. And I've sort of embodied that more because I do have their body frame. Like, if you see their body frame, they're very, like, heavy set at the top and kind of slim at the bottom. And I think that sort of gave me the frame of, okay, don't copy theirs, but make it your own walk. Yeah. Would you say, like, is that your inspiration? Like, Naomi Pretty Campbell? Much, I would say Naomi Campbell, Tyra Banks. Not the Tyra Banks now. The Tyra Banks, I will say 90s Tyra Banks. The t- America's Next Top Model yeah, Tyra Banks. Yeah, America's Next Top Model. <laughs> and that's so, I can't even say that because, like, Tyra Banks, America's Next Top Model is so frowned upon now. 
like if you've seen the videos, they say like she was so like mean for no reason, and it was just for TV and entertainment. So that's why I always say like '90s Tara Banks before she even was America's Next Top Model and what we know her now. I think it's way better because she seems so much more humble back then than she is now. I used to watch those shows. I don't know why. Like, but I that was before I even wanted to know I wanted to do this. Oh, that's if you look at it now, <laughs> you're just like, oh my god, she was so mean to them. Like making people shave their head, I think is a bit crazy <laughs> to me. It's just like, why is this necessary? Why do you need to fix someone's gap? Like having a gap teeth now is just like it's in. It's different freckles. Yeah, that's like a unique, unique look. Yeah. Like different beauty, I guess, standards have like changed. Like things like freckles, they're in now. Beauty marks. Um, just be who you are, is what I say. It's like, who cares what you look like? Go out there with your four pack. Go out there with your stomach. Like, who cares? Like, just do you. No one cares. Right. Um, when you look back from the beginning of your modeling experience, what are things that shaped you like as a person? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I would say things that shaped me. I would say modeling shaped my personality because I think I wouldn't be able to do like Twitch streaming or podcasts or be on TikTok just being just myself without modeling. I think if I didn't do modeling, I would still be this reserved introvert. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go outside. Like I just wouldn't do what I'm doing now like back then like I said I would literally have an anxiety attack <laughs> I would not do what I'm doing now like thinking about it now I'm just like ah, this freaks me out like I would never do this this is just nope it gives me nerves I would not even think about doing this like the high school me would just like, have a heart attack <laughs> literally like I I can't even fathom what modeling has done for me like besides of course uh, of course it has its negative sides it has its positive sides but the positive thing I will say is confidence definitely brought major confidence i wouldn't be able to wear the outfits i'm wearing now or just do like the bold hairstyles like blonde like i would have thought i'd be blonde right now. <laughs> like i would have never done this i'd have been like uh what's wrong with me no <laughs> so um i would say confidence and if you are thinking about modeling just do it don't even do it for like social media do it because you're just like I'm tired of being this stagnant person who sits indoors watching anime or just on Netflix all day. Do it because you're like, I want to change and I want to do it for the better. Oh, that was my next question too. Like, what advice would you give for aspiring models? I would definitely say that. Like, because again, when I did modeling, it wasn't be- like to just do it because, oh, I want to be a famous model like Coco Rocha or Naomi Campbell. Like, I'm not doing it for that. I was doing it more for confidence for mm-hmm. I feel like it was like an investment for my confidence because back then I could tell like I just wasn't myself I was always comparing myself to others I'd be like oh my god she's skinny I want to look like her but some of those girls behind closed doors they weren't doing healthy things they were eating ice cubes for like food and they weren't eating actual food like I was just like oh my god I want to be her but I heard she's not even eating food like I enjoy pizza I enjoy you know Asian food especially Ramen is my go-to. Ramen noodles. Ramen noodles will never get old for me. I'm telling you, like, okay. it will never get old for me. Like, adding an egg to ramen will change your life. I'm telling you, like, don't judge me too dry. If you want to do modeling, just go for it. It's like I did photography a long time ago, and it was just like I didn't hesitate. I just did it because it's like it's another trade you can do. Be basically the queen of all trades or the king of all trades but the master of none is my best advice 
Yeah. How did you even find like the modeling school? Like what made you like, be like, okay, I'm going like, to do a modeling up. school. I like went online and on Google and I just said model agency and Kim Dawson came up and a bunch of other ones like uh, dragonfly. And I was like, looking at the models, like, Ooh, I look nothing like them. And there's nobody like me on there. And I was like, I wonder if I should use it to my advantage and be like, I want to be a model that they don't have. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, the first, where's the confidence? You can't just walk into an agency and just know the confidence. So then I was like, do they have modeling schools? Do modeling schools like exist? <laughs> so I was like, okay. Is that a thing? That a, yeah, I was like, is that a thing? I was like, is that illegal? Like, can you actually go to a model school? So I was like, model schools. And Bella came up as like the top one. And there's like some below that. But I was like, I don't want to go to one and not be the best. So I was like, let me just try Bella and see how it is. I've got nothing but good reviews about it everybody has said it's good they've had good experiences i even called some of the people in the reviews i was like hey uh is this good like was this like legit and they're like yeah no it was good my daughter still does it she's gotten signed and i was like oh well i know we started like mid-covid we did and i think you were the class like that was after me mm-hmm. and i was like the oldest one in my class right yeah, i was like the second oldest but like i never told anybody me neither <laughs> i never told anybody i was like crazy and i was like yo if i tell someone like i think at the time it's like 24 like, if i tell them i'm 24 are they gonna like kick me out am i allowed to even say i'm 24 so i think for a while i like pretended to be like 20 and it went hey no one asked me no one asked me like, oh, how old i'm like oh i'm 20 years old <laughs> and i was like now i was like i should have just said what i was i think um one of my other classmates, he was the oldest among us. And I think he was like 25. And then somebody else was 30. So she was the oldest too. And she was like, oh, I'm doing it to build confidence. And I was like, oh, shit. So that's what I'm here for too. So it's just it's just crazy thinking about it now. I'm just like, why was I so insecure at my age? Like, I don't even look. No, that's literally me still though. Like, I'm still insecure about my age. We don't even look our age though. Like if someone asked us down the street was like, how old are you? I'm going to always either get 19, 20, maybe 22 at like the max. But we don't even look our age. Barely. Like I still think you're like 25. It's okay. Nobody knows how old I am. So I, I am. <laughs> I know. I was, I felt like, I don't know, an out, like an outcast because I was like the oldest one and and then when I see, saw your saw your group, um, uh, they're like, yeah, that's a good group. And I was like, dang. I was like, they're like my age. They're around my age. And I was like, yeah. why didn't I join yeah, that's a month ago before, or after, right? I think you joined like a month after. Yeah, that's what Christine told us. She was just like, you guys are like the diverse group because there's literally, you have like all ages. You have like oldest and then you have like youngest, which I think our youngest, she was like 21. So I thought it was really cool because it seems like we were like, the staple or like the example of diversity or I guess just confidence because everybody kept mentioning like our group they kept saying oh yeah your group is like the most confident you guys seem very rambunctious which we were (laughs) we were crazy all the time (laughs) we always brought the energy but I think they love that and I think people looked up to us and that put a lot of pressure on our group we were Mm -hmm. just like oh my god guys we're getting pretty popular like at Bella like people are looking up to us we should probably make an example and we were still considered rambunctious regardless because again we act like children we all brought that out of each other like we all acted like kids it was so funny i was like dang i feel like i'm like in middle school all over again it was fun though i miss it i do miss it it was yeah it was fun when you look um was there anything like you would change or like about i wish i would if bella existed like when i was like in my 20s i would have definitely been able to go back and just do it i would have just said just do it 
Mm-hmm. I wish I could tell my younger self to be like, just go, just be a model, just go for it. Don't hesitate. You're going to love it. Like, you never know what you're going to do until you try. Because right. sitting there procrastinating and telling yourself otherwise, you're just going to be like, dang, you're going to look back and let's say you're like 40 and be like, dang, I should have, I should have started a long time ago. Because I mean, there are people now, I mean, there are actors and actresses who will say they started way in their 20s, but they did not get famous until like their 30. It's just because they kept going. Sure, it was late. Sure, they're famous later on in their lives. But because they kept going, they are where they are now. Right. Like I heard, um, what's that guy's name who plays uh, Indiana Jones? I keep forgetting his name. I think it's like Harrison Ford is his name. He was a carpenter, like in his early 20s. And he's like, he just kept going as a model and became famous later on, like in his 30s. And that's like with um, a lot of models. They always say like they start way early if they don't get famous till later. Well, because, yeah, we look at a lot of, especially a lot of these young rappers and they're like, dang, they popped off and they're like our age. And, but, I mean, that doesn't happen for everybody, you know. It doesn't. But like, that's what it's crazy about it now is that TikTok and social media has changed the game on music or just talent in general because People now are not looking for talent. They're looking for popularity. They're mm-hmm. looking for what will make them money. What's the next big thing? What's the next trendy dance? Nothing is about talent. And I think people should really look at that because now it's like talent is rare. And people, if they look for it, they look for it. If they don't, they're going to look for the next popular song, or the next popular thing. Because TikTok, if you're on it, there's always something new. There's always a new trendy, just nonsense that's going on. Like those little NPC. Have you seen that on TikTok, the NPC? No, I don't even know what that is. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> Girl, I just started TikTok. Like, I'm like, wait. Yeah, so in the gaming world, NPC basically means non-playable character. But on TikTok, they made it into this popular thing where people are acting like non-playable characters. Like, they're acting like gaming characters. So just think of a gaming character like Crash Bandicoot or, let's say, Tomb Raider or Croft. Someone is online acting like that. And they're making money. What? That's crazy. <laughs> They're just making money, just being just random gaming characters. Like GTA, Grand Theft Auto, someone's a random GTA character. Literally, with social media, the possibilities are like endless Endless. because you could do anything, anyhow, anyway, and become famous. Literally eating pizza. (laughs) I know someone literally on on YouTube who's known for eating food. He makes money just eating food. That's so crazy to me. (laughs) It's just crazy to me. It's insane. But hey, I'll let you know, any talent, if you think it's not a talent, it probably is now. In, this in world. today's world, right? <laughs> today's world. Not like in the 90s, it wasn't. Um, what are your future aspirations like with modeling? Like, what are you hoping to do in the years come or I feel like, tomorrow? <laughs> I feel like my aspiration as a model has changed because when I first did it, it was like, oh, my God, I want to be, you know, famous. I want to be known for mm-hmm. changing the game and. There's nobody like me. Like, mindset was so different now. But, like, I feel like being in the industry and knowing how it is now, it's hard, you know, being different. And it's hard finding, you know, your niche in that industry. And I feel like I kept hearing the word fitness, fitness, fitness. Or, hey, you look like you're a very muscular, you know, model. Mm -hmm. Get into fitness modeling. So I was like, you know what? Why don't I just do that? So my aspiration now is just fitness modeling and just inspiring people to get more into their nutritional value and their health. Because I feel like that's not talked about enough. Everybody always wants to discuss, you know, modeling and the glamour of model. But no one discusses the mental 
and what you have to have as far as when you're in modeling. Because no one tells you, especially I will say about models, they don't tell you you have to have a strong mental health for it. And they don't tell you like rejection is it sucks. It's being told no so many times and the doors close in your face is hard. So I just want to tell people like if you're going to do something, be ready for the no's, be ready for that rejection, be ready to be told, you know, they don't like you. It's it's gonna it's gonna suck. I've been told I've been rejected from at least 15 agencies. I remember when I first heard my first like no, I was like devastated. Like I felt like the worst, like it's worse than your crush telling you, like, no, like <laughs> it's so like it felt so bad. Like I was like, oh my god, like it sucks. It's not it's not one no. Like you're getting no's all over the place. You're getting emails from people saying, Oh, you're just not a good fit, you're just not this. And it's like, what do I do now? It's like your world just crumbles. But at the end of the day, you just have to tell yourself, like, I know what I'm worth. I know what I can bring to the table. And that one no, that's just that one no. There's a yes out there. Someone's mm-hmm. gonna tell you yes. And I feel like West Haven management was that yes for me. And they are all about diversity, and that's why I like them so much. Cause at first, I was skeptical before I signed with them, but then they're just like, no, you know, we are really big and open to whatever talents you can bring to the table. You know, if you have talent and you want to show it, we're open to that. And they are, like, they truly are. That's what I like about them. So the aspiration for me is diversity, to bring more talent out there, to show people, like, don't give up. Just because you got told no, like, 10 times, just keep going. Meg the sign literally said she's been told no multiple times. And she was like, that's not going to stop me. Like, I know my talent. I know what I can bring. So, freak the world. <laughs> Do what I want. <laughs> right? Until you get that yes. Don't stop. Um, what is your favorite pizza? I know we got favorite just pepperoni pizza. up here. I am not traditional. I am so weird. So, if I had like a top three, it's like buffalo chicken is my go-to. Uh, chicken pesto. And I'm weird about like spiciness. So, I love chicken and jalapenos. I'm so chicken jalapenos? Yeah, I'm so weird. <laughs> Like, people think, like, pineapples is weird. I'm, like, chicken jalapenos or, like, banana peppers. And, like, just peppers in general pizza is it for me. Okay, that's a new one for me. I, I've heard people say buffalo chicken. I've heard that one. But I have not heard chicken and jalapenos. Mm-hmm. Peppers, man. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I love, like, spicy food. Like, again, ramen. Where do you, so where do you, where, where do you find, like, chicken and jalapeno pizza at? Or you just you suggest it? I, I just suggest like, where, What is your favorite? Ooh, my favorite one. If I could, my favorite pizzas are like, it's not even in Texas. It's like New York or like Philadelphia, Chicago. Those oh, like those kind. Yeah. Pizza places. I'm telling you. I'm not going to miss out on those pizzas. are like the best pizza places. And they're big. This is a small pizza to me. I'm talking, you have to fold pizza like a taco is the good pizza. To me. That's the best pizza I'm telling you. Because <laughs> you're, well, you're, you said earlier, you meant, well, not on the podcast, but you said you're from Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, See, Vegas, I feel like, is so underrated as far as food because they bring a wide range of food because they have buffets. So they're taking food from multiple Mm -hmm. places. And I think that's where I discovered, like, New York pizza for me because they have it out there. They claim it's New York pizza. Is it? It's a copycat. It will never be the actual New York pizza until you go to New York. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I feel like that's what really brought me to, like, so many diverse of, like, foods and the qualities of food. Especially, I've been to the Philippines. I was spoiled in the Philippines. So are you, I, are you a foodie? I am a foodie. Yeah. I, I am. I eat all the time. 
But I think Asian food is probably like my go-to because when I went to the Philippines, I lost my mind. The quality of food there is different. And I also learned how um, nutrition works out there. It's when I learned portions. The portions in America, y'all, too big. <laughs> too big. Like in Japan, when I was out there for like a millisecond because I had to stop in Japan, their portions are so small. Like I'm talking like fist portions of food. Like I'm like, I came back home and I was like, I'm overeating. <laughs> I'm eating way too much. Like they would tell me when I went to the Philippines, they're like, yeah, you guys have too much food. That's what they kept saying. <laughs> too much, too much food. <laughs> Somebody asked, they're like, do y'all eat the pizza? And I was like, yeah, we do. And they're like, y'all eat the pizza cold? And yeah. Why not? It's like, like, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a microwave, but people... Well, we like to eat cold pizza, so. I grew up eating cold pizza. Only because, well, I wouldn't say I grew up poor, but I mean, there were times we didn't have a microwave or it was working, so I'd, I'm used to eating cold pizza. It's a staple, though. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> All right, Renee, thank you for coming on to Kimball Slice of Life and sharing your story and everything you have, everything we've been through, you know. Stay inspired. I love being inspired. I said this is my other podcast, but I don't know. Everybody is inspiring. And I love how each episode I'm just, I become more inspired by everybody, you know, because it's just, I don't know. I just love being inspired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are different. So I feel like you have much more to give. This, this is going to be cool, y'all. All right. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube fam, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and you can find Kimbo Slice of Life on Apple. No, Apple. Wait, I was going to say Apple Music. <laughs> I was like, you're dropping jams too? <laughs> okay. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And we will see y'all in two.